1: This week in League, Wayne Bennett reunites Dane Laurie and Tamana Tahu to bring their racial slur ping-pong routine up the F3.
0: Isaac Luke attempts to qualify rangy Chase for the 2011 to wear a
1: Nickel All-Stars. It's been scientifically proven, Darren Lockyer is better than Benji Marshall, except at goal kicking where they're as shit as each other. And we wrap up the Four Nations as well as this show for 2011. All that and more this week in League. Welcome to episode 75 of This Week in League. I'm Nate. And I'm Glenn. 75? What's that? Diamond Jubilee or something? Something like that. Is something like that. I don't know what it you're is.
0: you're closer to that age than me, you'd Well,
1: well I, mean, I, I mean I remember when my primary school had it. I'm pretty sure it was Diamond Jubilee. Uh, yeah. Might
0: be the Lonesome Jubilee. Why, why John Cougar Melon Camp.
1: Fucking hell. <laughs> of all the random things to pull from, you come out with it's some... It's one of my John-
0: favourite albums of all time.
1: Which album is that? some Jubilee. What, is that like the Paper and Fire album? Yep. Oh, God. All right. <laughs> you even slag it off and even...
0: you realize the absolute classics that came from that album.
1: No, no, I wasn't going to slag it off. I remember I remember as a child when we'd uh, be driving around, you know, going to the beach and stuff, and Dad would be playing that because, you know, Dad music. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, no, it's just, I, was, I wasn't going to say it. I was just, just going to say, just interesting. Like even like seventy five episodes into the show, and um, still learning. Yes, it's a great thing.
0: Yes, you, sh- you should never stop because you have got a long way to fucking catch up to the actual intelligent people of this world, Nathan.
1: Well, yeah, I mean the John Cougar Mellencamp fans, or, or was he John? Coug- he was that was that was the John Cougar Mellencamp era, wasn't it? I think it was. Yes, it wasn't when he okay, so it was before he dropped the uh, dropped the Cougar and added the Mellencamp. <laughs> Oh, dear, oh, dear.
0: <laughs> I'm not gonna, This is the last episode. I he picked up a few cougars <laughs> along the way too, Johnny.
1: <laughs> still, still. Um, I don't have any housekeeping stuff to really go into. I don't know we just going to hit the news. Yes, I agree.
0: Get your orders in for your merch.
1: News. Matt Parrish says the Sea Eagles job rumours are wrong. All the way from Leeds this news comes. New South Wales Origin assistant coach Matt Parrish has denied he has a job lined up with Manly despite walking out on Salford just six months after joining the Super League club. He flew home on Thursday to Australia amid speculation he'd be Jeff Toovey's offside at the Sea Eagles next season but he told the Sun Herald earlier in the week he'd not spoken to anyone at Manly and continued to insist that that was the case right up until his departure. I'm going home with no job to go to, Parrish told Manchester Evening News. For the last five or six months, I'm, I've been totally committed to Salford. I've been linked with Manly back home in Australia, but I've not had any contact with them. I'd love to come back to England. I love Manchester. Asked by the Herald on Tuesday about rumours linking to the Seagulls today, Parish said, it's pure speculation and I'd rather not comment as I've spoken to no one there. He also says that... um. He's uh he's done there. He's absolutely gutted. There's only about 30 coaching jobs in the world and he's just walked away from one of them. So um did you say why? Basically it seems to be uh funny a strained relationship with the bosses. John Wilkinson and Steve Sims and he described his position as untenable. Interesting. So, and this is like he's left sort of 5 6 months into it. I think it was a minimum 3 year deal I think. It could have even been as high as 5 so it's a massive Geez, they must be cocks. He literally just went. Over, yeah, well, he just went over there because like, he was an assistant coach for the Origin this year.
0: So he hasn't spoken to anyone at Manly. He says, "Yeah." Has he noticed any Dats and Sonny sitting in his driveway?
1: Well, this is true
0: with a shady figure.
1: Although Dez has got his assistant.
0: Yeah, but you know, yeah, he's,
1: he's just he's snatching up the people. <laughs> It'd be funny though. I mean, if you're if you're a, a current employee, uh, a 2011 employee of the Dogs and you were retained going in 2012, you'd just be waiting for the tap on the shoulder. No. Nah, sorry, we've got something from Manly to replace <laughs> you. <laughs> down, down to the Centrelink with, <laughs> with the rest of the staff. Anyway, that's very... It's, and, it's, it's, and the rest I, of the
0: population yeah. of
1: Belmore. Yeah. Now, the only reason I brought that story up is because yeah, there's been a lot of rumours about the Matt Parrish thing going around uh, around the Manly. Surely
0: Jeff Toovey doesn't need an assistant.
1: Well, everyone has an assistant coach.
0: Not Jeff Toovey.
1: He's a fucking saviour of the manly club, apparently. Oh, well, that's true. And I mean, he doesn't need him, but I mean, you know, it's not about it's not it's not whether he needs it. I mean, sometimes you just got to you know just you got to treat yourself. And to to an, an assistant, I, yeah, yeah. To an assistant. It's I not mean, a tub of gelati is an assistant coach. You don't have to make the coffees yourself. That's what I'm saying. Oh, well, that's you, true. You don't have to lay out the the, the witches hats on the field for the training and yeah, doing the beep tests and stuff. You don't
0: have to run the water yourself. Exactly. I mean, how's he going to do that? Be up in the coach's box, run all the way down the stairs. And then out, take the water out onto the field for the players. I think of stand the, behind the defensive line yeah. shouting and screaming where p- people need to be to tackle. Yeah, well, their <laughs> first grade is not under fucking sixes TV. Get off the field, you cat.
1: Think about fucking. Think about the money fucking they save toovie. in walkie talkies. No walkie talkies required. He can personally deliver the instructions on the field with the water. I think a
0: great coach standing on the field barking instructions at his players. I just hey. don't know. I, I'm happy to be proven wrong. I just don't think he's going to cut it in the NRL.
1: That's it's just my opinion. You don't think that Tubi's going to cut it as a coach in I the NRL? I just
0: don't think that there's a place for a coach in the NRL standing behind the defensive line, screaming at the players.
1: I think I think it's a perfect place. Which is
0: his—that's his strength. That's all he's got, and he's—that's the only string he's got to his bow. It's a very, as, very, very thin bow.
1: As Tuvi as Tubi said, you know, he's not going to change a winning formula at, at Manly. So why not keep it going it's a successful? You <coughs> say, you know, they actually won the grand final. Can you believe that? So let's, well, let's I just wish, say maybe, I don't want to believe it. So maybe the West Tigers should have someone fucking barking orders at them behind the line.
0: We've got Andrew Leeds, mate. Oh. Western Suburbs legend.
1: Oh, so they've a got. A wallaby. Oh, so they've got an under sevens coach too They've
0: cauliflower they? ear inside, I might add. Have you seen Jeff Tooby's head?
1: My God. Motherfucker used to bring down trees fucking twice his size on the field and he finished his career at hooker.
0: Mm. What do you expect? And then give him water. Yes. Yeah. That's what he became good at.
1: Yeah, fucking oath he did. Premiership-winning water it's carrier,
0: glory of his life, Henny, water. Andrew
1: people. Leeds couldn't buy a fucking Get premiership off at
0: field, West. Get the
1: field, Tuvi, a cat. So Andrew Leeds, the cat that he is, and yeah, seventeen tigers—they're all cats too, <laughs> and uh, and they're getting and they Adam Blair to come over to him as well. So I mean, they just want to become a fucking legend. cat menagerie. What a legend! And He'll uh,
0: take on six blokes at once.
1: Andrew Leeds, Adam Blair, Andrew Leeds couldn't win a premiership as a player. Cause won he was, a World Cup, didn't he? Because he was fucking hopeless. And uh, Won a World Cup in a fake sport? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. I mean, so, he, so what, you know, he could have won fucking World Cup of Wings, Who cares? It's irrelevant. Uh, <laughs> and he's brought his premiership losing skills to the water carrying for the Tigers. And um, it wouldn't surprise me if he, if he was calling who was going to catch anyway, that bomb at the maybe, end of the game. you never
0: know. Manly's probably planning to sack TV you know, and say that he's, like, trying to steal people to go to wherever he's going to go
1: next to go to behind the, to the, behind the defensive line
0: i mean you wouldn't put a past manly for a, for a second god knows uh, yeah. what they're up to
1: manly don't sack people until they turn <laughs> an
0: <laughs> and uh
1: and there you go <laughs> and tubby
0: can't wait till they're the you should have sacked you fucking 37 years ago
1: they're not going to be sacking me i'm I, as as with Tuvi and with beaver i never left the club to go elsewhere <laughs> not that fucking <laughs> Desi. Speaking of assistant coaches, <laughs> that's the second time I've said it in this show, dude. I'm just gonna say he's fucking straight through the keeper.
0: Note to future Nate, edit that
1: out. <laughs> I always do. First time I you listen do through, not. You I let write let him down
0: because you get sloppy in your editing. I oh, no. we went through this earlier.
1: Yeah, yeah, no, and I didn't let any slide last With week. You're sloppy editing. The only time I let him slide is when I actually purposely did and that was basically just to see the reception and everyone's like, oh, fucking don't sense.
0: So, what's Matt Parrish going to do for a job?
1: Don't care if he's not at Manly. He don't fucking give a shit. Might go to the dogs. Maybe he will. No, no, because Kelly he's is there.
0: got one eye on his driveway. If he sees the Dats and Sunny pull up, he's like,
1: oh God, here we go. He'll be out there for two fucking hours, this bloke. Maybe, I mean, you know, given... I know
0: what he's got in his glove box.
1: Given that he's actually a well-regarded a well uh, coach uh, who they say can do the job as a head coach, maybe he'll head to the West Tigers because let's face it, the current system's not fucking doing it, is it? Next story, David Penner moves up in the Manly organisation. Former Parramatta and Souths playmaker who's been juggling his sales manager role at 2GB with his NYC, a Toyota Cup coaching duties at the sea Eagles is one of the big beneficiaries following the defection of Des Hazler and other key staff. It's a bit of a dream come true. I'm really looking forward to what Penner said. I've been with the club going on seven years now. Obviously, there's been some great coaching staff ahead of me, and it's been a matter of time where you just have to wait and be patient. That's a good part about coaching. It doesn't matter how fast you can run anymore. I played with Jamie Lyon in his very first game of rugby league at Parramatta, so hopefully we'll do well and I'll get to coach him in his last game. That'd be nice. Penner has enjoyed success in the lower grades of the Seagulls and was recently touted as oh, a candidate. Oh, He's when-
0: already trying to usurp Tuvi. No. Now he wants to coach Jamie Lyon his last game after I oust Tuvi and put knives in his back and getting sacked
1: from the club.
0: Oh, what fuck, what's fucking, going on at that
1: club? What a fucking retard! Who cares you are. what
0: David Penner does? If he was any good, he would have followed to Buddy. What's his name? Hair Bear Desi out I'll say the door would,
1: to, to coach to coach the uh, the Toyota Cup uh, Canterbury side. Oh,
0: probably be an assistant. Des needs all the assistance he can get. Apparently.
1: Well, he doesn't need all the assistants he can get. You're absolutely right, but I mean, at the moment he's got, you know, he's got the first assistant Kelly Egan, and then second assistant some other guy, third assistant some other guy, and then he's got the guy that basically fucking runs the brush over the boots and gets all the mud off the tags, Jim Dimmick. Um, <laughs> and uh, so he's he, uh, being being Toyota Cup coach. I mean, he's overseen the uh, development of a lot of the players uh, that won the premiership in 2011 with Manly premiership winners I haven't seen the entire squad but 60 or 70% of the full time squad I've coached for two or three years or more and seen him turn to young men Penna said everybody's not quite sure how two is going to go but I can tell you right now he's going to be an outstanding rugby league coach I can't wait to work with him yeah,
0: until he usurps him and takes his job cat He's a cat as well. It'll be
1: a succession plan. Two of your coach aside for 10 years, probably get seven, maybe six, seven premierships in that time. And then uh, then i will become David Peniston, And he'll probably go and He'll get six or seven premierships in the following 10 years. It'll be a fucking great time to be alive.
0: Ex-Parameter and Sears player. Yep. you want him running your club.
1: <laughs> well. <Just> same. <saying. laughs> you took an ex-Cowboys coach that took him to the spoon fucking <laughs> a lot of years in a row. One
0: premiership too, I might
1: add. One, yeah, the only premiership in the club's history. Gee, you've got to loan of Well, I guess you'd be better than the Sharks. <laughs> better than the sharks. Imagine that. At least you're better than the sharks. <laughs> I'll sleep well. well at night Well you won as many premierships as the fucking dragons. I'll I guess. I'll sleep
0: well at night. Thank you very much.
1: Yeah, I'd say you You won as many premierships as the dragons, except they won a lot more recently. I'll still
0: of course. Sleep well at night. You know why, Nathan? Why is that? Because I'm not a
1: <laughs> So what? You're just trying to create more editing for me now. Is that right? Yes. And I've got it. I hate the breakers here. I don't know who's been filling your head with lies, but you are. <laughs> Next story: David Gallup is in favour of fixing games schedules. NRL box. David Gallup has raised the prospect of a fixed schedule during the term of the next broadcast box. box boss.
0: I think you called him NRL box. Oh, he's a bit of a box to too. That out too.
1: Well, box is in what? Like it's in a. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> NRL box David a blitz of Gallup <laughs> has raised the prospect of a fixed schedule during the term of the next broadcast right deal for all but the final few weeks of the season. With clubs and supporters campaigning for a fixed <coughs> draw, Gallup has for the first time suggested the compromise package which would allow fans to know venue and time for NRL matches for all but the final month of the competition. Hurrah! In the last four weeks, the schedule would be drawn up to ensure teams fighting for the highest places in the premiership are given top billing. The NRL now uses a rolling schedule, which we all know and hate, which gives supporters very little time to organise travel to matches and clubs to assemble corporate and fan support. Gallup is clearly a fan of fixed scheduling, as evidenced by the fact that he hasn't ever fucking done it. But while there have been many Who saying... Who this shit? <laughs> He's clearly a fan of it. One, yeah, yeah. Fucking Fan, of, yeah, fan of Gallup. But um, Channel 9's not. But he's saying, while there have been many saying the administration should switch to a year-round fixed draw, he can still understand the logic of compromising for the networks who pay for the product. Certainly towards the end of the season, we can see an advantage in the blockbuster games being assured of being in the best time slots, Gallup said. The trick for the NRL will be balancing the needs and wants of supporters and clubs who could lock in long-term schedules against those of the networks who will bid for the next broadcast rights. Incumbent free-to-air provider Channel 9 has never been a fan of fixed scheduling and NRL officials will know that altering the current system will come at a price. The value of the next broadcast rights deal will be diluted somewhat but with Gallup on the record saying that fixed scheduling is a goal of the administration and in all likelihood this will also be the aim of the new independent commission, it appears that either a totally fixed or predominantly fixed schedule is the likely result from 2013. It's certainly a goal, Gallup said. Moving to a fixed schedule is something the clubs and fans feel strongly about clearly we'll need to discuss it with the broadcasters and make an assessment on any change in value that it produces. Giving fans certainty around the schedule has a lot of upsides for the game. At the same time, making sure that our best games are in our best time slots is also an important consideration. Hmm.
0: I just... I can't believe it's taken this long to even get to a point where he's willing to make somewhat of a compromise.
1: Yeah, I can understand why, you know, Channel 9 was saying, you know, they, they obviously want to pick their... The best, theoretically, the best two but games for Friday it? Night Football. Channel
0: but, 9 shared the rights to AFL and they have a fixed schedule. So why yeah. is... Why do they have to dig their heels in with the NRL? It makes no sense.
1: It's double standards. They just—they're just, just used to the way they've got it. With I mean, they've got it very, very good with uh, rugby league, NRL, and they just obviously want to keep it that way. I don't know why they don't just—you know—base it on the previous season. Because yes, you do have teams that perform well in one season and they drop out, and there's always a surprise team or whatever that come back into the finals. But it's never like a wholesale change.
0: You—you you could do the average over the last several years. Yeah, and you know which teams rate best. Yeah, regardless of where the fuck they are on the ladder. Yeah, and so why? Tigers yeah. always rate highly. No one watches Manly. Broncos rate highly. I mean, well, Broncos facts? rate hi- Bronco, Facts. Broncos,
1: Broncos rate highly in Brisbane, but they do have that split where if they do the you know the first game, second game thing on Friday night football, where Queensland have to watch a Broncos, Titans, or Cowboys game. Yeah, and New South Wales, you know, get another game and then have that other game second at nine thirty. I
0: think it's not rocket science. As long as you keep no. the fucking sharks, South. And Canberra off TV. Parramatta, win. oh Parramatta, Newcastle. And as long as Parramatta and Newcastle never play each other on TV, cannot lose.
1: Exactly. I mean, that's that's a, and and also, I mean, you know, Parramatta versus was it Sharks? Let's face it. Just keep Parramatta off TV, and you're probably Just right. Keep
0: Parramatta, stop them playing on TV at all. But the Parramatta playing against Newcastle, or Parramatta playing against Cronulla, it's TV cancer.
1: And also, the draw should ensure that they only happen once a year too. No home and away on that fixture.
0: Yeah, and they should play it in Siberia.
1: Well, with I mean, no crowd. The, yeah, they should play Just it in jukebox. like a in like an in like an in, in an ab- abandoned hangar. Yeah, they can set up cameras and they can film it. Yeah, you know, so they can play it. Uh, you know, at three AM for anyone who's fool enough to want to watch that shit. Exactly. But yeah, <laughs> okay. Um... They're saying with these rolling schedules the networks they prefer because the teams that have been ex- expected to perform can quickly become ratings duds. At the start of the year, teams such as eventual premiers Manly, the Warriors and Melbourne might have been ignored by broadcasters if the schedule was fixed before the Rightfully season began. To. Conversely, what, three teams that all finish higher than, than your team? Yeah,
0: my team rates better because they're exciting to watch.
1: Yeah, I mean, mistakes are pretty exciting. That's right. Spectacular
0: fade-outs. People will watch that shit, Nathan. By watching a train wreck. (laughs) I'm appalled, but I can't look away.
1: (laughs) You'd do well if the West Tigers weren't on TV. You'd fucking live another 10 years.
0: Damn straight.
1: I'd have hair. I mean, if all of their games, without fail, were not broadcast on radio and were only broadcast delayed on TV to the point where you could hear what the result was and prepare yourself mentally for what was about to happen you'd live another 10 years I, I
0: a out, out. That's um, going to be one of our uh, big kickers next year is me watching games, yeah. you filming it. Me watching games <laughs> with a heart rate monitor on.
1: You just need to like set like like set up a webcam or something. We just have like Glen cam.
0: Fuck. <laughs> it's not pretty. I'm not sure anyone would really want to watch it.
1: Yeah, like, I mean like I get quiet watching games especially when I'm stressed, but I'm um, and I might jump up and do a dance when, yeah, when victory is achieved. I remember specifically, I think it was the criminal game. game. Yeah, <laughs> when I got up and did a lap of the landroom room with the laptop in one hand, just ran around. But um, but usually I'm just kind of like, let's keep it together. Just keep yeah, quiet. Yeah, keep it together. Yeah, Nicklin
0: no. cares not for the game. She watches me. She <laughs> finds it quite entertaining. I just wonder with this broadcast rights deal, right? If if Channel Nine doesn't get it, and if it goes to public opinion, then Channel Nine will be arsed out of it. <laughs>
1: If Twitter they ask Twitter to decide,
0: yeah. then yeah, Channel and, Nine and gone. That's where all good decisions are made. Twitter decide, hash Twitter decides. Yeah. <laughs> but who does the commentary? Do you think they'll buy Rabs or do you think they'll blood some new guys?
1: I reckon they'll they'll um get rid of Rabs. Um they may purchase uh someone like Ray Hadley or someone like that to be the, mm-hmm. the leading caller. Um, you know, there's guys they could grab off ABC. Grandstand radio too, probably. Yeah, Warren Bowling I mean,
0: remember him on ABC Saturday, Saturday afternoon was...
1: football. Yeah, what yeah. I mean, yeah. He golden tonsils. He also had Tommy Radonicus too. The, gra- the gravel, oh. <laughs> the gravel mixed with draino yeah. tonsils. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I mean, there's there's a good size and bad size it's like combination.
0: Andreas Bocelli and Rebecca Black <laughs> in concert together.
1: But uh, yeah, I mean, I'd I'd appreciate a fixed schedule because you know, then when the, you get the cheap flights come through, you go oh, okay, bam, that cheap flight, those cheap flights, they're bam in the you know the round I want to fly down and see the game. Yep. I know exactly what day I know when I need to fly down. You know, t- otherwise you are just like, damn. Okay, we'll
0: I can spend f- a bit of time in Sydney next year. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Tigers better be win games. They're Premiership favourites
1: after all. Yeah. Oh, they're always Premiership favourites. Let's face it. <laughs> that doesn't mean anything. I mean, shit. I mean, the tiger—it's it's like it's like clockwork. Around this time of year, you get a couple of r- absolutely ridiculous things happen. First, South say they're going to win the comp. South say they're going to win the comp, and it happens earlier and earlier each year. Shops bring out their Christmas decorations. Happens earlier and earlier each year, and the Tigers become are installed as favourites for the next year's competition by the betting agencies. Happens earlier and earlier each year. The end result—it bought Adam Blair, Nathan. The only thing that happens is Christmas.
0: You know who else we bought? Joe Reddy, South, and Tom Humble.
1: Oh, I mean, come on, South Humble by name. This is the funny thing: South and West uh, are actually real people. Santa's a fake one, and he's the only one that actually fucking happens out of those three things I mentioned. (laughs) (laughs) How's that happen? Let's move on. Next story: It was rumoured, and now it's happened. Sir Benny brings Dane Laurie to the Knights. Wayne Bennett has thrown Dane Laurie a lifeline, granting the controversial forward a one-year deal with the Newcastle Knights. Kangaroo's coach Tim Sheens, we we speak of super coaches. Kangaroo's coach Tim Sheens predicted Laurie would have a Willie Mason-type impact on the game after he burst onto the scene in 2008, but since then he's only played 23 NRL games. Well, he's now, had guess, the
0: impact of, of the tail end of Willie's career. <laughs>
1: well, I mean, let's, Willie Mason never put it together for more than a couple of sets of six. So so he probably has had that kind of impact. Laurie was released by the West Tigers for disciplinary reasons and suffered a similar fate at Penrith, the Panthers ultimately sacking him for drinking on a flight to Auckland with feeder team Windsor Wolves. He told the Herald at the time that he drank three bourbon and colas to ease his fear of flying. The 27-year-old has been playing for the Macquarie Scorpions in the Newcastle Rugby League competition since he's axing and has done enough to convince Knights officials he's worth another chance. The Yamba product was named in the inaugural Indigenous All-Stars team and former Panthers coach Matthew Elliott once remarked, the guy has that much potential and he's been nothing but a dream to coach. <laughs> that's why Matt Elliott is not a coach anymore
0: yeah. You know so, why? Because Matt Elliott was asleep during most of his <laughs> tenure at Penrith
1: Since then a string of disciplinary problems have threatened his career But with Bennett now at the helm of the Knights Those close to Laurie believe he's in the right environment to fulfil his potential Laurie will join recruits Darius Boyd, Tamar Nathau, Cade Snowden, Adam Cuthbertson And returning club legend Danny Medeiros in the Newcastle squad for 2012
0: What do you I say i no that? words
1: None. I got, I got, I got absolutely no words. I just,
0: I like that he seems to be following Tamanatahu wherever he goes.
1: Yeah, yeah. As we alluded to at the top of the show, with the um, the racial epithet. It's
0: like chocolate fluffy.
1: <laughs> chocolate fluffy.
0: <laughs> so I get that now. You get that now. I get that now. That uh, reference.
1: All that, all that time showing you YouTube clips after the show, after recording the show, But finally effect. bearing fruit. <laughs> <laughs> slowly um, edumicating. good good. I say, I'd say i like to say good luck to Dane Laurie but I'm more inclined to say good luck Wayne Bennett yeah I mean you think you think you achieved something with Adam Cutherson of all the things
0: he's done in his career if he makes a consistent first grade contributor out of Dane Laurie and keeps him on straight and narrow mm-hmm. greatest achievement of his coaching career
1: quite possibly yes
0: and I don't have anything else to say about that other than the fact that I cannot see that happening
1: the Ryan Tandy special is back on the menu. Former Parramatta Eels player Brad Murray could face criminal charges after sensationally admitting in court yesterday he lied in a police statement when he claimed his manager Sam Ayoub told him an NRL match had been set up. In quotes. Murray was called to give evidence at the hearing for former league star John Elias, who has been charged over the alleged NRL match fixing scandal that centered on an exotic betting plunge on a match between the Bulldogs and North Queensland Cowboys in Townsville last year. Today's witness list reads like a big league program. Michael Ennis, Kevin Moore, Alan Thompson and Michael Hodgson. But it's difficult to imagine any of these household names upstaging yesterday's bombshell testimony from Murray. Murray said he was placed under immense pressure and duress by Eels officials to provide a statement that claimed his agent, Ayoub, had told him the game was set up. Murray's statement was used last month during the trial that convicted ex-Bulldogs prop Ryan Tandy of the same charge Elias and Abe now face, attempting to gain financial advantage by deception. Elias has pleaded not guilty to placing bets on the Cowboys to score first with a penalty goal. That didn't happen after the team opted for a quick tap and scored a try instead. Ayoub's charged with the same offence and will face court next week. Tandy's appealed his conviction and uh, Murray's about face is sure to be noted by his lawyers ahead of the district court date in January.
0: I think we need a reenactment. I think there could have been a bit of a uh, conversation between Johnny Elias and
1: Mister Murray. This is uh, this is like the next season of Underbelly playing. Yeah. I mean,
0: I'd like you to meet my new girlfriend, Brad. Her name's Marjorie. Marjorie, meet Brad. <laughs> <laughs> Brad, tell Marjorie about your testimony. <laughs> uh, wow, what do you like? There's so many possibilities of sordid behaviour between these characters. You just would not know what's yeah. gone down.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, this this kid, I mean, I would imagine that, um, you know, he's probably, just a, he's probably a stupid kid, but you'd have to wonder why. I mean, the first question I have is, why is he coming out and saying that he lied now? Right at the time when his testimony would be used against John Elias. Yeah. It's very, very fishy. I smell a rat. I do, and uh, well, yeah, and the rat is Murray, and and Elias is trying to clean up the, you know, intimidate, maybe intimidate the witness or something.
0: Well, allegedly. Allegedly. I mean, I that's purely, maybe, purely speculation. Purely
1: speculation from overarching Because
0: I mean, clearly we watch too much, you know, Underbelly and Sopranos. Yeah. And stuff like that. I Goodfellas. mean, that stuff doesn't go on in real life. Brad Murray's just had a bit of face.
1: Yeah. But, uh, very interesting, and, uh.
0: Yeah, I mean these, these sorts of things what happens with Tandy's case then? And does he if he gets acquitted, does any club pick him up?
1: Yeah, I think Imagine he, that. I think yeah, he'd be a, he'd be a struggle to pick up. I mean
0: Maybe the Cowboys. Know. Imagine that. Robert Louie.
1: <laughs> oh dear. Isaac Luke just keeps on digging. Isaac Luke has admitted deliberately trying to break the leg of England halfback Rangi Chase during the Four Nations. Luke was given a two-match ban for twisting the leg of Chase, who was also his cousin, during the Kiwis' 28-6 defeat by England in Hull in the semi-final. Well, semi-final, the last pool game that actually had him knocked out of the final. The South Sydney hooker said he was angered by New Zealand-born Chase's decision to play for England. I just saw red. Luke, who apologised, told the Sydney Morning Herald. A lot of the legends that played in a black and white jersey—they wanted blood. I know Ruben Wiki wanted blood. I guess that's just the mentality of us young ones that have taken on board. We had to talk the night before about what the jersey meant, and that that must have come out. When you come up against your family, you want to outplay them. I didn't outplay him. I tried to break his leg. It was the wrong thing to do. Now I see that. At the time, I didn't. After the game, I said sorry. He said it stays on the field. <laughs> what a fucking imbecile! Honestly. <laughs> and and you know, Ruben Wiki in my understanding and everything that I've ever seen or heard about Ruben Wiki is that he's exactly the type of player that wouldn't <laughs> tell someone to play dirty.
0: I could imagine him being passionate. I could imagine him yeah. smashing the bloke in a fair tackle, yeah, yeah. or a shoulder charge or something yeah. like that or running at him until he was stretched off the field.
1: Yeah.
0: I couldn't imagine him trying to break someone's
1: leg. No. And I can't imagine him telling someone that that's what that's you know that's what he wants.
0: Um, and like I've got some absolute pricks in my family, like cousins and stuff like that. Yeah. That I haven't spoken to in years and have no intention of ever speaking to again.
1: Yeah. Not sure I really want to break the link. <laughs> Well, no, you want to break their necks. Yeah. So,
0: Maybe not their the legs, but, though.
1: But you wouldn't do it in, like, you know, in a game of backyard footy at, the, <laughs> at a family reunion that. barbecue. <laughs> oh. And admittedly, you know, the, the Four Nations is, you know, it's a much bigger stage than, you know, a family reunion barbecue in the backyard. I just... But even so, there's, a lot of cameras on it. I just don't understand what he's thinking. And the fact that he's... A, he's admitted trying to break the leg of the guy. B, it's his cousin. <laughs> I mean... It's just mis- it's mystifying... Gets better, oh. doesn't it? So, he's a gift that keeps on giving.
0: Hasn't he, um... This last six weeks or so of international football...
1: Yeah. Isaac
0: Luke's reputation, hasn't that gone to pot?
1: Oh, he's he's absolutely... He's, and and you see, like, the flip side of that coin is, you know, Paul Gallen, you know, the redemption continues. Yeah. Had a minor detour when he donkey-kicked uh Bo Henry in the face, but other than that... um he's been fantastic all season Isaac Luke who previously yeah he played he was also he was known as like a little tough guy yeah Hard player, but I don't remember him being such a. I mean, he's been. He did admit in. In, been, in the
0: interview that he, you know there's no he needs to get that stuff out of his game, and
1: yeah, he literally said, "I'm regretting it, but I can't take it back. I need to wipe all that stuff out of my game." Well, it's good that you. It's good that you can appreciate the situation you're in, Isaac. Now, but but yeah, now
0: <laughs> let's put it into practice, shall we? I
1: mean, there's literally there was an incident. He had an incident in every game, I think. Except for maybe the Welsh game,
0: it was two cannonball tackles. Two cannonball. Yeah, one
1: on, on Shilo, and then had the one on uh, Chase. Yeah, and then the
0: who was the a There was another cannonball in the Newcastle test,
1: wasn't there? Oh uh, no, no! I think the big oh, oh, was it was it in that test? I mean, they had the one against Shilo in the first game of the Four mm-hmm. Nations. Yeah, there was one before was that it, too. Yeah, because I remember the big incident now that Newcastle test was Russell Packer with the elbow on his yeah, head. Yeah. Um, got some quick fire stories. Tim Sheens thinking of pulling the pin as the coach of the Australian team after avenging the only loss under his regime. Yay or no?
0: Um, I think it's good that he's the Australian coach because it gives uh, some Tigers players a saloon passage into the national side, and that's always good. Um, it also gives him access to some of the best players who might be coming off contract, and he might be able to persuade them to come and play for the Tigers.
1: And blue. Sorry? Adam Blair, who doesn't play for Australia. Yeah. Tom Humble. Joe Whitney, who Joe doesn't Redding. play for Australia. I mean, these sorts of Tom players. Tom Humble, these who doesn't play for minutes. Australia.
0: <laughs> 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 okay, we actually see the fruits of his labour. But geez, I know he's working hard behind the scenes.
1: <laughs> Robbie Farrow, <who> doesn't <laughs> play he, for
0: Australia. Yeah, he had a word. He had a word to uh, Jared Hayne, who doesn't play for Australia anymore. Yeah. Who uh, had a word to Nathan Hindmarsh, who doesn't play for Australia anymore. Who then went down to reserve grade. <laughs> and spoke to Joe Reddy and Tom Humble. And they went, oh, we'd love to play for the Tigers. <laughs> we'd love to play for Australia. <laughs> you, tell, you tell Jared to tell Timmy, if Jared ever plays for Australia again, and gets to see Tim. Tell him to tell Tim that we're interested. And that's that's, yeah. that's where these things start, Nathan.
1: And um, my take is I, I honestly don't care if he does or it doesn't. Because, I mean, obviously the Australian team, uh, it's always a quality bunch of players yep. and a quality nucleus they could coach themselves anyway. I mean, Matt Parish. They could Matt Parrish could coach them. I mean
0: Scarecrow gee, Matt could coach Eli- them.
1: Matt Elliott could coach them to success, honestly. Come on mate.
0: That <laughs> that's ludicrous.
1: I'm telling you for a fact. Dane Laurier get a run. That'd be a challenge.
0: Dane Laurier get a run for Australia. Yeah
1: but that's what they should do, maybe like the other international teams can pick Australia's national coach from the the NRL head coaches <laughs> as like a method of trying to handicap them to even up the international game a bit more. <laughs> That's like a brilliant it. idea. I'm taking it to the Independent Commission. David Ferner. <laughs> yeah.
0: He's insistent already. Yeah. Is his next step?
1: Yeah, yeah. And I mean, it's not as funny as it sounds. And that guy's only an NRL head coach th- because of family connections. Because my God, they've been patient with him.
0: Yeah, I wouldn't mind seeing Sheenzy have all his focus and attention on the Tigers but I think he's done a pretty good job with the Australian side and like I said it does give him access and influence over those those players.
1: And the Australian side thing is only it's only a weekend one weekend per you know, season. Anyway, I mean the other stuff comes at the end of the year anyway. No,
0: Sheen's is he, is such a perfectionist, mate. He and I mean put he can so assemble. much time and effort.
1: And they into, keep adding site so, You know they add players to know, this as squad. As the
0: season wound down, mate, he was starting to look towards the Four Nations, and he was just that's thinking, right. Instead of instead of spending more time out on the field with Lottie to catch those high balls and Maltz to clean up those drops that Lottie makes on those high balls. <laughs> Say, Chris <laughs> Nini can't dive through and pick up the fucking ball and score a fucking try in the last twenty seconds to knock the Tigers out of our fucking season.
1: <laughs> you actually got tears sitting in there, your eyes. <laughs> <He's> sitting
0: actually, <laughs> there, planning Australia's games against Australian. I mean, New Zealand and England.
1: Your eyes actually got misty then, as you said fucking that. Hell. I'm not even joking, Let's move on. listeners. I'm not even joking. Your eyes got misty then during that tirade. That was fantastic. The other one I was going to say is um. I remember during the origin <coughs> series, it was all, it was all about uh, Darren Lockyer, Darren Lockyer, Darren Lockyer, it's his final thing, blah, blah, Darren Lockyer. But in game three, they were also saying that it was like on the down low, that it'll be Petro's last game as well. But an article came out this week saying that uh, now he hasn't decided if he's going to quit uh, from representative football and he's going to make his mind up after the trial matches. So, Petro, representative, yeah, or know.
0: He can play as long as he wants, I don't care. I
1: would imagine so too. A
0: legend. Legend of the game Why there, there's is, enough props there between Chillo and Hannett and Matt Scott, Scott and yeah those sorts of guys. there's enough props there to, to cover for him if he does decide to uh, hang up his representative boots, but I have no issue with him playing on. He certainly didn't um didn't disappoint anyone in this year. this series just gone, so
1: yep, never has I love Petro. he can play as long as he wants. Recaps. One recap. Last recap of the year. The Four Nations Final. Australia 30 defeated England 8. 2011 Rugby League season and Darren Lockyer's glittering career have drawn to a close as the Kangaroos predictably slaughtered the English 30-8 at Ellen Road. Australia started on fire with sexual chocolate Sam Thiday grabbing first points for the Kangaroos converted for a 6-0 lead. Despite dominating the match, Australia struggled to get any further ahead with the video ref denying tries to the Uate Pate and Chris Betty White-Lawrence, the Lawrence decision particularly looking a little bit harsh.
0: It's a complete disgrace is what it was.
1: I said a little bit harsh, but yeah. I think this, that, that should have been a try.
0: Denying Chris Lawrence a try.
1: Oh, I mean I don't In care who's National on the end of Arena. it. I don't care who's on the end of it. I mean even Betty White, doesn't bother me. Does not bother me. <laughs> You're trying. Should've been a try. You're fishing, but it's not happening. See just that just that response means that it is happening. <laughs> But the fact you need to comment on it means it is ha- oh it's happening this is actually happening um, <laughs> this shit just got real they were followed by T-Rex who in the 31st minute did all the hard work but lost control of the ball at the death then as right
0: as players do
1: except in the grand final when they win the grand final and become the premiers. Then, right before half time, we had the most controversial moment of the match, with Ryan Hall being awarded a penalty try after he clearly dropped the ball over the line following a half-hearted trailing arm from Jonathan Thurston. The video referee made the determination that the reason Hall dropped the ball was the high shot in quotes from JT and awarded the try conversion, tied it up at six all. Yeah, that that was a pretty poor decision as well. And this fucking moron's like, oh, Thurston, he, d- he nearly took his head off. He was one of those lazy trailing arms where he basically gave him a slap across the cheek.
0: Is it any wonder players get sent off in the Super League in,
1: like, 15...
0: Well, Morley and players like that get sent off in 15 seconds.
1: But then again, Morley found a way. Morley got sent off in Australia a lot, too. Yeah, Yeah. I mean, he he did coat hanger people. That was his go. I mean, that was his signature move.
0: But, um... (laughs) If he was a rock and roll wrestler.
1: Yeah. It was his finisher. (laughs) I just... There
0: was... Uh, was it actually the Thurston um, that the penalty try was given for, or was it for the the following effort from Luke Lewis in um, the act of scoring? Because
1: Luke trial? Lewis didn't really do anything though. Yeah. I mean, with the penalty try, I mean you've got two, There's two separate situations. You have got the penalty try and then the eight point try. Yeah. The eight point try involves being fouled in the motion of or after scoring the try. Which, if you're going to do that, then you know mate, Luke Lewis did nothing wrong really. But if you were going to do it, then that that would be what Luke Lewis would get pinged with. But that wasn't it. It was a penalty try. So what they're saying is he was 100% guaranteed of scoring that try, but for the fact that Thurston cuffed him in the face. And the fact is, he held the ball fine after Thurston, still had the ball fine until he went to ground the ball, and then the collision with Luke Lewis knocked the ball free. So there's just no way. I mean, a penalty to England, absolutely. But a try? No way.
0: Not often you see penalty tries either, so it's a pretty ballsy decision in a in a four nations final.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: And clearly engineered to uh, try and make the game competitive, but how did that work out? No good.
1: Yeah, not that that well. Uh, Right on half-time, Australia took the lead back where they drew a penalty for offside after a period of sustained attack. Thurston took the two points on offer, and it was 8-6 at Oranges. England struck back ten minutes into the second half with a Sinfield penalty (laughs) goal, and were tied up again, 8-all. That was the last moment of joy for the poor old Pommies, and from that moment on, it was all Australia, and this time they didn't make the same grounding errors as the first half. The onslaught began five minutes later with a simple left- right catch and pass sequence to put Yao Yin for a simple try, 14-8. JT crossed for a try of his own in the 61st minute before English scored in the 68th minute to well and truly ice the games and bring the Kangaroos to a 26-8 lead. But the scoring wasn't finished. And despite having more final games than John Farnham's had final tours, the script delivered one last memorable moment for Darren Lockyer. As Australia pressed for another try, grubber kick ricocheted off the goalpost. Locky grounded the ball for the final try of the match and his career, 30 points to eight. He followed this up by being given the honour of taking the conversion attempt, and he probably wishes he didn't, as he produced quite possibly the biggest spray from in front <laughs> that I've ever seen outside of Benji Marshall's boot. Final score, 30 points to 8.
0: Uh, it was good to see him get the last try. Couldn't fuck, have scripted it any better.
1: Fuck me, that was funny, though. That, 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 that It was oh, just like... Wow. It's going to be got to be one of the top three, I reckon, bad sprays. I mean, it's pretty
0: sad, you know, for all... The things that he's achieved, and the Origin series that he's captain, the premierships that he's captain and played in, and and the you know the records that that he's owns now, and it's all going to be boiled down. His entire career is going to be remembered for that
1: one penalty kick miss. And you see it all the time, you know, in last, in last matches. Like, um, you know, McDougal had a shot at goal. They give props a shot at goal from in front and they bang it over. Yeah. In the grand final. And he <laughs> used to kick goals, that. Like and he used to kick. This, this he is was actually a very good he kicker. He was a goal kicker. And you see, like, in the grand final, Wangman was given a kick that wasn't the easiest one. It was probably about, you know, 15 metres in from the right touchline. Mm. He banged it over. And Darren gets it from, not in front, but, you know, the next best thing. It was probably a metre to the right of the uprights. Yeah. And, um, yeah, just sprayed it. But um, still, great I game for Australia. Be a concerned about it. the game went pretty much exactly the same way as I thought it would, with yeah, Australia winning I, about. I, I the thought same, it was going to be a lot closer,
0: but I'm not sure England put up the fight, and I think Australia really lifted their game um, to nullify any chance that England had um, early in that second half, and, and ram home their advantage in class. And there was really not much English could do about it, and it just proved that they're just not very good at sport.
1: Yeah, pretty yeah. much. And um and it's not only sport. Eddie and Stevo. Eddie and Stevo. Not they're not good at commentary either. Not I mean, good at
0: refereeing?
1: I mean I said on I said on Twitter that um well they had Matt Chechen, so I mean to call you know, he he's our bad. But um <laughs> but Eddie and Stevo. I'm
0: sure he's I'm sure he's got English blood, Chechen.
1: I said on Twitter that Eddie and Steve O make Jason Costigan look like Frank Hyde. And i and, so true. And with their big call, like they were banging for blood. They were almost asking for Thurston to be sent off for that little <clears> little love tap. Um and saying things like, Oh, it took his head right off. And, like, come on. Fucking come on, man. And um another friend another friend of the show uh, on Twitter at the Trophy Box. I can't remember the exact content of his tweet, but it was very accurate saying that the English commentary follows the same pattern every single time in finals. (laughs) It's like the first 40 minutes, it's like it's our year. And then the first 20 minutes of the second half, it's like we can still win it. And the last 20 minutes is like... Depression. We're shit. Depression. Yeah. Australia is too good for us. (laughs) Every single time. Um,
0: Yeah, I mean, it's good to see Australia at the top of the uh, rugby league tree again where they belong. And... I, know, I was disappointed in England. I, I as we said last week, I, I figured the game was going to be a lot closer, but I think Australia exploited Tonkin's frailties under the high ball. Um, yeah. he didn't really get a chance to to show yeah. too much in attack, and I thought they um, they controlled him very well. And, and when he was put under pressure, I don't think he stood up to it quite as well as what he did in the last game. So
1: I think England got away with fucking murder at times too when they play the ball. And and had to start. the guy would get up the playing the ball and just pushing, just yeah. doing his one handed plow, snow plow to try and push the markers away, just shit like that, which is part of the Eng- the English game. Um, England, you, you said that you were disappointed in England, and I mean by definition, disappointment would mean you know that they failed to meet your expectations. I'm the exact opposite. I'm very, I'm satisfied. I guess, I guess I'm satisfied with England because they did exactly <laughs> what I thought they'd do. Uh, sweet fuck all. Um, it's unfortunate, you know, for English listeners that thought they'd uh, be better. And, and their jerseys
0: are fucking horrible.
1: Yeah, I don't know. Uh, yeah, don't know about that. You know, Crusader smear jersey, <laughs> whatever just, they want to call I just it. Don't get it. Um, and our uh, our UK correspondent Matt Boyle uh, once again hasn't disappointed. Oh, hasn't he's he like always got
0: something to fucking say. He's
1: been mouthing off the whole entire Four Nations, and he's uh, he's his last mouthing off. I've made sure I've watched the game twice before I posted. Once again, the Aussies show us why they're the best. I don't think we played badly. But they completely What are you nu- a
0: fucking idiot? But they completely of course you played badly. <laughs>
1: but they completely nullified Tompkins and our halves gave us no final ball. Thurston is class in brackets are possibly the best in the world at the moment. Although I would question if he should have been on the pitch, his high shot was worse than T Rex's in the Wembley game. Oh. Oh no my god. I knew you. you'd love that
0: one. You've only watched a game twice and you still think that, you idiot. Your boy's- it's like the first time he's ever watched rugby league and he watched it twice and he still got it wrong. Dickhead. <laughs>
1: your boys do the simple things so well and we make far too many mistakes and I even had a smile for Lockyer at the end in the world of (laughs) this weekend league's revelation of the 2011 season I love Lockie oh and one more thing Banter and light-hearted patriotism xenophobia aside, the show gets better and better, and I'm sure I speak for the majority of fans when I say thanks, fellas, keep up the good work. Shut up, Matt. So
0: he's redeeming And try yourself. and suck up now. And <laughs> try yeah. and bring my son into it, and then yeah. suck
1: up. England, England have been vanquished, and uh, and he's he's content with his, his role now in yeah, life. And, uh and he
0: could get a job commentating. <laughs> Starting out with so much hope, and then like false hope, and then depression,
1: yeah.
0: <laughs> and then sucking up,
1: and then a moment of extreme defiance in, in in insisting that Thurston should have been sent off. Yeah. Come on, man. You're better than that. <laughs> no, that. he's not. Are you English? Maybe not. <laughs> okay, so there are no previews this week because there is no more footy to be had. So... We did a. Uh, we put it out on Twitter for people to hit us with the, their memories of the NRL 2011 season, and let's just hit up the Twitter feed and uh, see what people have said. Annalise underscore zero eight, as always, a great contributor to the show, and uh, one of her memories is fighting security guards for a photo with Snake. Well, oh, for, for the four thousandth photo. How many photos do you need with Brett Stewart? I guess that's the question I Well, it ask.
0: depends on the uh, extent of a stalker that you are, but for Annalise, clearly there is no end to that. Oh, look, it's
1: you. You've got a memory. The Tigers being manly.
0: What a, that, what a legend that person is. Oh, that's me.
1: Yeah, you. I don't tag you. <laughs> then we've got Berkeley underscore eagle. Brett Stewart's incredible catch and pass to Cherry Evans off Foreman's banana kick versus Brisbane. I agree, that we was were there. magnificent. It was good. It was magnificent. Oh, and, he, and his next one's great. He sent through a heap. Hey, don't
0: skip over my other one.
1: Oh, sorry. Well, it's, I mean, that's a isn't that's a bit masturbatory, isn't it? It is a bit. So this is you saying it, hosting the number one rugby league podcast on the planet this week in league. Fuck yeah! <laughs> Come it on, that's hey, you different. asked me
0: what my memories of the footy season were. Yeah, okay. My best memory.
1: Berkeley Eagle chimes in again uh, and says uh, that uh, Darcy Lussick's bitch slap on Hinchcliffe, <laughs> which was magnificent, and what, and certainly that that entire game that the way we. Is there anyone the
0: storm. that's not a manly fan? Said any?
1: Um. Yeah. Got to get to them though. the Manly fans are the best listeners we have on the show. So, you know, they're obviously... Clearly the cool they're just hanging planet. around. Everyone's like, fuck them over. Like, we still won. We still won. At least someone's interested in the season. We still won. <laughs> the Tigers fans have been off for months. <laughs> <laughs> oh, here, look, I've got a 2001 NRL memory. 2001. 2011. You, rocking the Manly chance at the grand final. Yeah, you've got better moments than that, surely. Yeah, but that was a pretty sweet moment, though.
0: <laughs>
1: and then the people start retweeting that one
0: someone's got how to support your team Berkeley clearly got no idea
1: Berkeley Eagles come through with another great memory the Tigers choking versus the Warriors I
0: fucking hate that bloke
1: sensational oh he's got another memory sending Lockyer out a loser yeah <laughs> sensational
0: Blake's about 87 that's a, he, those things are about the only things he will
1: remember Annalise again she's come in and said Brett Stewart's gallop Brett Stewart's hat trick mm. and the brookie brawl fantastic I agree <laughs> <His> bones <laughs> Uh, what do oh,
0: get to the doggy supporter Here we go It's the first supporter. time we have ever wanted this, to hear From a doggy supporter
1: And this is sensational Helius. I love this one When we beat the Paris Scum Thanks to a well placed fist To Jared Haynes' jaw
0: Yes that was magnificent And he's
1: coming again And said uh, And then when we beat them again In extra time And completely broke their spirit <laughs> Agreed He's such a hateful little person I love it <laughs> And uh, what have we got here Uh Eagle Rock 11, Manly fan. Robbie Farah's four-metre forward pass to win at Blue Tongue versus Manly. So he had the same memory as you, except he remembered it in the correct way. <laughs> <laughs> I remember the scoreboard at the end. That's and, uh, all that matters. Berkeley Eagles coming again. Oldie, uh, Michael Oldfield's 80 minute, 80th minute try versus Cronulla win. And that was another one that I did have on my list. Um, I'm going to skip over something because we've got a lot, a lot of people kind of double up on them. The Real Jedi come in, uh, Manly 2011 Premiers. Enough said. Agreed. Uh, <laughs> Risby Riz666, has said that he's... Uh, I guess I didn't specify it had to be good memories. No, exactly. Because he said, uh, going to the Vuvuzela of the year in Newcastle in the rain, Newcastle versus Parramatta. My God, that would have sucked. <laughs> and then we got gt 351 Johns, who um he's changed his Twitter display picture to an egg again because <laughs> um, uh, he's a bit of a fucking egg. And he yeah. said, uh, watching those stupid turd burglars manly implode and die a slow death will be the best memory. So I guess what he's saying is he doesn't have any 2011 memory. So he's trying to he's trying to conjure up a future memory.
0: It's very interesting. <laughs> that's actually his head. That's not neck.
1: Oh, my mistake. Nigel Bridgman, the brawl at Brookvale. The closest I've ever come to shedding tears of joy. NRL equivalent of a double rainbow. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's going to be. That, I think that's going to be my, my tweet of the, the day. Unless we see something oh, more. Here's the best and one. He's the low light. Devon Head at Devon Head. His memory getting a hug from Glenn. Retweeted it wasn't and exactly plused, the, in a minority and, there, and, was it? Pl- and plus one by Annalise. And then uh Cam at Fall of Reach. He's popped in and said uh plus one to that as well, but he got several hugs.
0: Yes. Hash so, slut. Hash slut,
1: so, hash <laughs> slut. so yeah. And, and I think he was referring to you. Yes. Uh, <laughs> and uh and then we got another we got two people, Annalise and someone Gab is Mio. Saying so wow. the memory was uh, NRL uh, Dragons versus Canterbury in the rain. I can't even fucking well
0: nah, can't remember it.
1: Oh, I don't remember. Oh, I don't, yeah, wow, just...
0: that's their best memory of the year and I've got no idea what they're talking about.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> was that's that a... when
0: Darius Boyd scored that try where the Bulldogs broke free and they had to make the last pass and he intercepted it, ran the length of the field and scored?
1: Yes, I think it may have been that one. Jeez, I've got a good memory. you had got a great memory. When, where, why not you only to start bringing that out now? It's almost done, man. <laughs> so, thank you guys for memories. What are your memories? I mean, you, you, you tweeted yourself one of them. but uh,
0: I think there's been a lot. I think, Actually, uh, we did,
1: I think we had a couple of some people. actually geez, we watched some footy this year,
0: though. We had the All-Stars game. We had, Like, as far as live
1: footy, yeah. yeah, I yeah. Mean,
0: All-Stars game, the test match.
1: Double headed grand header, final, double header, grand final origin, round twenty six, state of. Oh fucking yeah! We got to a bit, not as much as a lot of people. I mean, admittedly, oh, I mean, Jesus. the people that live in live in Sydney obviously spoiled and like people like Annalisa mentioned. I mean, like her and her crew, like the amount of games they fucking went to was ridiculous. Yeah, I mean, they they were doing like you know up to three games a weekend sometimes. Uh, I mean,
0: seventy something games or whatever
1: they went to. Yeah, today. unbelievable, bullshit. great effort, great effort. Uh we got a couple of people who actually didn't use the hashtag and just tweeted us and. Uh, Amanda Rose Long, who's a thorn in the side, really, a Broncos, Broncos supporter, she said, the best moment was Lockie's field goal and Queensland six in a row. The fight was filthy five-on-one grub manly. And that was actually in response to someone saying that their great memory was, um well, Evil Pandas. He actually started it off by saying the two things that stood out. Choppy is the guest host <laughs> yeah. and uh, and the fight the, the wrap-up of the fight on the show. So not the fight itself, just our wrap-up of it. Um, and we had uh, Tad Pike, our favourite uh, South Sydney supporting American listener of the show. And he said his, uh, his biased favourite memory was uh, Mad Monday after the grand final as we got to meet him.
0: Yes, and he <laughs> got to booze up.
1: And he got to booze up and uh, looking to forward to the 2012 shows. Um, so, yeah, talk yourself no, up.
0: there's still a chance we might break up in the off-season.
1: Talk yourself up, Tad. Jesus Christ. Yeah. <laughs> um, where are we got up here? Oh, and Amanda, Amanda Longstar's busting out things. The third best was Des walking out of Manly. Huh. Um, who else sent something through? Oh, and there we go. Favourite moment of the year, Dogger Tim came out. That was uh, referring to the Brookie Brawl. Um, and I would, I would imagine that a lot of people would have to put that, that down. That was a great moment. No matter, no matter who you support. Um,
0: I don't remember too many footy fans. I mean, there was a lot of parents and people like that blowing up about it. But
1: Well, parents were David Gallup was
0: saying the parents would. The hardcore uh, footy fans loved it. There's no yeah.
1: doubt about that. All right. Now, sorry I interrupted before because we had some more tweets, but um, your memories personally of oh, the 2011 a, season. It's
0: been a massive year. We got to watch a lot of footy, as I said. Um, going to my first grand final. Um, seeing Lockie. A couple of his lasts. Getting onto Suncorp Stadium. Getting, Actually, yeah, I forgot about you that. I got oh, that to see awesome. the Tigers play once this year. And it was that fucking horrible game at, at Skill Park where... I had hell's own trouble just getting to the ground and then...
1: Then Todd Payton fucked Todd, up the play the Todd balls.
0: Todd Payton and, played the ball sideways twice. And,
1: and uh, allowed the Titans to win their only game of the season, pretty <laughs> much.
0: <laughs> yeah, so it's a shame I didn't get to see the Tigers more, but if that was an indication of what was going to happen whenever I watched them, then it's probably not a bad thing. Otherwise, we might not have made it as far as we did, only to be horribly knocked out when we should have won.
1: Gagging on a hungy. Jesus.
0: <laughs> still hurts. It still hurts after all these weeks. What's it been like? Eight weeks now?
1: Ah, oh, I, I, I don't, I don't know. No, weeks. it's been more than that. It's, it's probably, it's probably closer to ten, I think. It's quite sad, yeah. quite sad that I hold on to these things. I'm to get my I of my memories. definitely the like oldies try against uh, against the sharks I mean, that grand whole last. Grand final obviously be number one. Gra- yeah, grand final uh, winning grand finals number one. Um, yeah, and and also as uh, Tad said, I mean the actual Mad Monday thing that was a great day too yeah, it was and just the grand final everything the around Mimo's the grand final like, yeah the <laughs> sensational and just and meeting people at the grand final as well that yeah. was great I mean there was a big group there um, something
0: we we hope to do a lot more of next season so
1: yeah yeah for sure uh well, what else was the state of I
0: mean, origin yeah and lease came that, up and uh, we got to that, hang around with a bunch of people at the Caxton which was great yeah
1: and that rang and a chick pissed on the seat sensational yeah, work don't even um, remember that <laughs> well, we we didn't have her that, that one pissing on the seat, although she did seem to be near us, but we had that one that was just passed out and actually got carried out unconscious yeah, from true. the uh She <laughs> might have the, on the seat, but it wouldn't be... She would have had, she, if she was conscious. Yeah, she wouldn't be would. voluntarily. No, no. Um, just lost all function. Getting down on Lane Park was awesome, Suncorp, I should say, on the ground. Yeah. Also on that magnificent carpet of grass that oh, they've got there. Sensational. Beautiful. And uh, watching that guy sign his name on the post and covering for him. Allegedly. Allegedly. Uh, well, I mean, he's the only one. <laughs> the, photo taken. the photo was taken on his phone, so he's got away with it. The, um, um,
0: I think the biggest highlight Hello Turf, is,
1: is... Hello Turf for Brookie Oval as well. It's fantastic. Yeah. Yeah.
0: No, we, um, we've we achieved a lot this year. We've taken some major steps with the show as well and met... Uh, you know, we've gathered a heap more fans and, and followers um, through the various modes of of uh, the website and, and social media, So, which is great i think we've the show's improved and it's got funnier in stretches and less funny in other stretches (laughs) uh, people seem to find it entertaining which is uh, a constant source of uh, gratitude for me and amusement at the same time
1: 2011
0: that's it it is it's done mate. so um congratulations on uh, a premiership victory and a uh another year of mediocre podcasting (laughs)
1: <laughs> oh sensational, thank you very much. Um I'm still coming Tuesday nights for dinner, right? Yeah, that's okay. You go for dinner. Oh we wrapped the shop yet anyway. That was just season two thousand eleven memories. We wrapped the up after. We got okay. some more to go. Have we? Yeah. What? We gotta wrap up. What have we got to wrap up? We just wrapped it We got, we everything got the up. usual stuff. We got the, we wrapped up the season. But I mean we've got the episode. Should we just go straight into the wrap up then? I okay. guess we do. So that's full time for episode seventy five. That it is. Bam, straight into but it. Are you trying
0: to crack an hour, aren't you?
1: No, no, definitely not. In fact, this, we've gone so much longer than I thought we would. As always, you can interact with us on Twitter, so follow at TWI League. On Facebook, as you know, facebook.com forward slash This Week in League and Google+. So if you haven't fanned us up or added us to a circle on Google+, then make sure you do. I've been looking into ways that we can uh, use Google+, um, in interesting ways. It's another uh, fucking
0: thing I'm going to have to learn. You know how much I struggle with this stuff.
1: Yes, yes, but um, I've got some good ideas, which I'll tell you once we uh, hit stop on the episode with Google+. Plus, um, iTunes, uh, if you're listening to this in the off-season, uh, chuck on a review, just like listener Ben Johnson. I assume he's the one that's not uh, affected by steroid use. <laughs> Five stars, simply the best. Knowledgeable, concise, funny, entertaining. No, really, I'm only just posting this because I'm bitching that no one posted any reviews last week. In brackets, episode seventy-four. There you go, boys. Someone loves you. Gotta love Keefe. <laughs> what a legend! Yeah, he's all the legend. But I, mean, I don't think we're bitching about. It. I think we're just stating that you know the season winds no, down, to people. We,
0: oh, I think I did. I said, did, what did the you, fuck is wrong oh, with did people?
1: You? Oh, okay. Because <laughs> I, actually, I looked at my notes from last. I was, I was like, I'm sure I was just sort of saying, you know, like just stating that the facts that the season winds down, people become less interested as their team loses touch with the finals. And then after the grand final itself, then obviously, you know... Drops off It drops. Lot. It drops off a lot because, you know, that's... Given the ridiculous coverage and lack of coverage in the Four Nations, I mean, people don't really get to see... I you mean, know, it takes a certain effort to get up at three and four in the morning to watch a game. Um... As you know, shirts are coming in. Uh, we got some ramp-up time while the printer uh, actually sets up. Uh, so, if you uh, wanted to get one of the 2011 Revelation T-shirts, act now as you're listening to it right now to get in on the run, because it's definitely going to be. It, I mean, they're going to have to commence printing probably by the end of the week. Um, there's going to be limited stock on the first run. Um, over and above what the pre-order, uh, what the pe- the people that pre-order, there's going to be extra stock. Um, other than those shirts but the sizes will be limited in number um, because it'll basically just come down to our best guesses how we you know, split up the remaining sizes for those remaining shirts so act now if you want to secure the shirt in uh, your choice of size and they full time for season 2011 thanks for listening everyone this year was a breakout year for us with the podcast awards thing and uh, being featured by iTunes at the start of the season that Hopefully, was a massive. Uh, yeah. That was a massive boost. That was that was all. That was the, the single most massive boost uh, that the show's ever had. I think it was a real hockey stick kind of moment, as far as um, fucking what the fan numbers. It's a term hockey stick, all I'm going to do is people. People are listening, can't see what I'm doing here. Hockey stick, the stick, end of the stick. Right. You get what I'm saying? Got it. Like a graph.
0: Yeah. Never heard that term before in my life.
1: What well, gee? There's a lot of things you've never heard of or seen, like oh, movies and stuff like that. Oh, fucking that's
0: for another podcast. <laughs> Thank God, I have to wait till next year for it.
1: And I still want to start that podcast, you know, the, the one called um, Shit That Glenn Hasn't Seen. And maybe, maybe you know, This Week in League will probably reveal a movie you haven't seen, and then you can have your homework to watch it, and then we can discuss it. <laughs> and it'll be the most irrelevant movie podcast ever, because it's bound to be like probably up to 20 years late on a lot of movies. Yes, but, um, definitely. But I, no
0: one will c- listen to it.
1: <laughs> oh, we've got people that like movies. <laughs> I guess so. So thanks so much for your support of the show, everyone. We have got some great things in the works for next season already, and hope you will join us then.
0: Twill Nation gets ever stronger, and we appreciate each and every one of you. So uh, keep listening, and we'll see you next year.
1: See ya! But before we go, I'll leave one last thing oh, fuck. in memory of the uate parte. My, my son was given the most this crappy. I presume, made in China, Penguin, by his grandparents uh, the other week. And um, it plays a very interesting song. And I think, given the fact that this is our last episode before Christmas, and given uh, the whole association with the Iwate party I think it's very appropriate. So I think um, we'll let the Penguin take it. <laughs> we'll, let, we'll let the Penguin take us out tonight.
0: Take it from here, Pengu. <laughs>